Welcome to C-Suite Radio. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. It's time for another edition of The Brett Allen Show. It's go time, you and me. Join us weekly for the latest pop culture interviews from your favorite TV shows, movies, comedians, and so much more. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. You feel good. Plus, you never know who will drop by. What happened here was a miracle. Now, here is your host. I said throw down, boy. Welcome to the night's main event. Brett Allen. Today we are talking about this new sci-fi NFT series, Gen Zeros, uh, with one of the stars. Uh, I'm excited to have this conversation, Alex Ponovic. Uh, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for having me on, my man. Well, you have been a part of some amazing projects going all the way back to Snowpiercer, of course, Hawkeye, and now this. The hits just keep on. Van Helsing, I think we've been trying to chat with you since the Van Helsing days. Uh, but you're a very busy individual. Uh, this show is kind of interesting and different than a lot of the projects you've been a part of, but it makes sense uh, that it's in your repertoire because Hollywood, uh, it seems, is sort of uh, making their way into the metaverse world and uh, just getting on board with everything else. First of all, thanks for your time. Uh, and let's talk about this project and how it came about for you. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. Um, it's it's been it's been such a ride, very exciting ride. This project started out with a company called House of Kiba, and they're basically an NFT company. And they dropped these images that were robots. It was uh, ten thousand variations of these robots, and the community got behind it. They had really cool people that were supporting it, and they decided to drop it. Um, and in forty minutes, it made close to uh, seven million dollars for them, and they were like, "We need to give something else to the community." These they they, they rallied behind the idea of this, um, and we want want to give them more, and it also gives them an opportunity to do more. Okay. So, um, a good friend of mine, Neil Stevenson Moore, who was an acquaintance in the last fifteen years, and he's one of those dudes that you just you know you meet meet you meet and you don't see for like two or three years, but you pick up right where you left off before. So he was one of those guys. I looked up to him. He was an entrepreneur while I was making my way in the acting community. And, um, but we always hit it off. And he was a part of House of Kiba. So he came to me off the back of working with Zero Contact, Anthony Hopkins and Rick Dugdale, who directed that, which was an NFT project. And he asked me, basically, he laid it out for me. He goes, this is what we did. And all we need to do is work with the basis of what these robots look like. And they don't necessarily have to be robots. Could you build a show out of this? And my immediate res response was, yeah, man, I could build a show out of this. I've never, I've never done a show before in my life. So I just kind of said yes, knowing I had no idea what, how I'm going to do this, but I will do it. And fortunately enough, uh, Matt Venables and Jeremy Smith, 
They were producers and writers of Van Helsing for five years, and they're good friends of mine. I trusted their their creativity, and they were in the middle of basically because of COVID, they were on a little bit of a hiatus, but they had a lot of projects in the burner, but there, I knew there was a pocket for us to just pitch them. And so me, Neil, and, um, and Matt and Jeremy sat down and we talked about the project and it was basically creating from the ground up. The only thing we had to use is these type of images. So instead of robots, they are armor. Okay. And, um, and they just made this amazing world called Gen Zeros. Um, and what the fans see right now for free on GenZeros.com is a live action to show the character development of that specific faction that goes right into a multimedia comic book that chronologically tells a story. And then it goes into, after the comic book, it goes back into live action chronologically. So we felt that was the best way to tell the story and give the fans what they want. And, and, and it was something that was just really exciting. And we only, this is only the first four um, factions that you see. We have 10 factions in total. So, but once we released um, what we did on GenZeros.com, we had a lot of interest from streamers and, uh, and other sources that really wanted to work with us. So right now, um, we're, we're embarking on something quite big, and we're holding off on the, on the next chapters because um, we feel like some, what we're working on right now, hopefully, will garner um, a bigger and wider audience. And what makes it really appealing is that the first group that we're really attached to it in the beginning, what we're doing right now, they discovered this. So I love the idea of fans discovering new IP and being a, a part of the process since day one. So it's been really exciting being a part of the whole journey. Yeah, I think there's others that have done similar things. I know Kevin Smith has delved into that world. And I guess my follow-up question would be, so eventually, I mean, obviously they are they going to reverse engineer this to where now let's say if you buy the nft for x number of dollars or crypto um and and for people that don't know what an nft is basically it's like digital property digital art right i mean now they've got digital baseball cards which i laugh at because right. i've got boxes of them now <laughs> that are sitting around but i digress are they going to reverse engineer this now to where if you perhaps purchase the nft then you'll have access to the next set of factions of digital content, kind of like the steel box days back in the day where you bought the steel box DVD and then you got the artwork right. and you got the behind the scenes footage and the director's commentary and maybe even digital stills. Yeah. I mean, all of that, I, I, I like to call them digital collectibles. I just yeah. think it's, it's, it's very, it's, it's something that will be a part of the ethos very soon in every every which way you look i think it's a it's a brilliant thing for for fans but also the artists and people and the crew and behind the scene artists that can actually get their digital collectibles out there in a verifiable way and they can all like our costume designer can actually sell the very first drawing of one of the one wow. of the armors and and you know actually support herself in that way not just you know like you know i get to do comic cons and get paid to do comic cons and meet fans the 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 creatives behind the scene don't usually get that um, that source of income on their creativity, and then people excited. 
to actually receive something that's brand new. So for us, it was something that was, you know, it, 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 it is the next wave. It is something that we're hopefully a part of the top of the wave. But the idea of this project is we wanted to give the, the content out for free. That's why it's on genzeros.com. And you see the episode, the live action into the comic books. We wanted to give the, the fans and the people that were curious about it for free because later on, I think the NFTs is actually is actually the bonus input of okay. what the because if it if it's not if it's not a good show, if, if the content isn't good, it doesn't matter what the NFT, NFTs yeah. are. So for for us, it's all about the content, making the show the best that it can. And the NFT is something that will give the fans and and people out there uh, fractional ownership of different things and and access in different ideas of, for instance, there's one scene with Richard Harmon who puts a device to his temple in one of the episodes, and and actually Pernita Killa puts a device to his temple um, in the Eros episode. And he's getting a message from Richard Harmon's character. The fan, the people that are watching the show don't see the message, but you can tell it's bad news. Yeah. So as it as we go on in the NFT, you can actually purchase the video message he got to see. So those are those are the type of things that we like to throw into um, and get creative with the NFTs down the road. But it's definitely something that's a huge part of the show. But the the biggest part of the show is the content, making the show great having people interested in the show and the NFTs is just something that, that is, is there from the beginning, but doesn't necessarily drive the show. No, I get that. I think, you know, especially when you have like dedicated fans for something like, let's say other projects you've done like Snowpiercer or Van Helsing or Hawkeye, you know, I'm, I'm waiting for the day for Marvel to get into the NFT game and I'm sure that's on Feige's list of things to do, uh, you know, when he's done with the 500 other uh, IP projects that he wants to put exactly. up that you guys just announced at D23. So, and I imagine once they do, it might be a monopoly. Well, this is very fascinating. Um, I've been a huge fan of yours since the beginning. And, um, you know, all of these projects that you've done. Mm -hmm. uh, one last question as we wrap here, you know, again, sort of having done all of these, when... When was that first project for you uh, that you knew that you wanted to become an actor or a storyteller or um, maybe they got you your SAG card and made you official, I guess uh, you could say in the business? Wow, that's such an interesting. I've never been asked that question because I, I, I started out, I played in a metal band and I was playing on stage and a casting director asked if I would audition for this thing that was happening in my hometown of Winnipeg. And I auditioned and I got it. And I just thought it was, hey, this is kind of another great creative outlet. But what was really interesting for me, and I, I knew back in those days that I was only getting, because I'm six foot five, 255 pounds, I'm always getting bouncer number one or thug number three. Those aren't the stories that I wanted to FBI tell. I knew, agent four, yeah. <laughs> I don't even get that. I get, I get the guy that they're chasing. Okay. That's who I get. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's, and so I knew that there was other stories I wanted to tell. Uh, and I got into it late. I, I didn't start acting until I was 35. So yeah. uh, I really wanted to uh, just consume as much knowledge as I could. And I did workshops with amazing uh, acting teachers all over the world. And, and, and then I think there was this one project um, 
one project called um, Personal Effects with Kathy Bates, Michelle Pfeiffer, and Ashton Kutcher. And it really had nothing to to do with my size or my personality. It was basically a character that was mentally challenged that was accused of killing Ashton Kutcher's sister in the film. Good movie. And yeah, you've seen it. Yeah. Yeah, I, it, that that to me was something that was so had nothing to do with my size and just had to do with telling the story, uh, being truthful to that character and the vulnerability of that character, which I never got a chance to do when you play Thug One or or Thug Two. Um, so that to me was something that I really felt I was seen as an actor, not just as a big guy. And that I could tell a story within such a beautiful and tragic story that personal effects was. So David Hollander gave me the shot, um, who went on to be the executive producer and showrunner of Ray Donovan, um, just an amazing dude. And I, I, was, I was just very privileged and lucky that that he saw that I could do that role. And that's what that's what just kind of fed everything after that. There we go. And the rest is history. Be sure to head over to GenZeros.com. Uh, and of course, we'll link that in our show notes for people to get a hold of when you watch and listen. And of course, all the other amazing projects Alex has been a part of uh, Hawkeye on Disney Plus, and of course, uh, Van Helsing, uh, Snowpiercer, which was another great show. Uh, and the hits keep on coming. Uh, all the success that you've had is very well deserved, and the hard work has clearly paid off for you thank you so much for your time my friend it's been an honor and a pleasure chatting thank you my man thanks for for having me on thanks for listening and being a part of today's conversation thank you if you enjoyed today's episode please consider sharing it with a friend it's absolutely free a mega proportion the views and opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host and remember we care